David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75 pound Labrador retriever and two teenage boys, you start to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify <laughs> to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? <laughs> I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air Purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Check it out now. Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we are so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. Hey, David Thomas. Hey, Sissy Goff. Glad to be sitting here with you. Me too. And it's really fun to have an opportunity to kind of reflect on this season so far. We had a really fun big milestone. We just hit 5 million downloads. Yes. And, you know, we cannot say enough about how much we adore our TSF people. We are bananas about those folks. Yes, they're amazing. They are amazing. And our team, Jess, our producer, who is just one of the kindest, gentlest, most delightful people we know. Yeah, talk about someone we're bananas about. Yes. And Amanda, who... She doesn't tie her shoes, but I don't know how my shoes get tied when she's not around. She's just she's doing everything heroic. these days. I know. Yeah. And Marcus, our engineer, makes it sound amazing. Yeah. We are so surrounded by incredible folks. We are surrounded by incredible folks. Left yeah. up to the two of us. <laughs> we wouldn't even know to hit record. I was about to say, it's just shocking that we've hit record every time <laughs> so far. I keep waiting for it not to happen. And we've had some really amazing guests this Ugh. season. It's been one of my favorites. I know. I I've know. been blown away by the conversations we've been able to Me have with too. folks we respect and trust Ugh. their voices. Madeline Levine. Michael Thompson. Yes. Cece Winans and her singing. I mean, I'm still, I feel like you're probably still recovering from not I being am. there that day. I know. I, I'm glad you've forgiven me. Yes, that I didn't that. get to be a part of that conversation. I know. 
I mean, so many. I, I don't even feel like we could name all we of them. Couldn't. So many great we conversations. Could not. Yeah, so many. It's been so rich. It has. And we have some really fun things coming. We won't talk about that yet, but we got some fun things coming. But every time we have a conversation with people and ask these questions that we have had so much fun with, I always think, oh, I wonder what David, how David would answer I that question. I wonder the same with you. And I think we just need to spend a few minutes camping out there. And I'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay. I'm going to ask some back. One of my favorites that we have asked guests this year is one I'd love to ask you. And we talk about how this season has been focusing on raising emotionally strong and worry-free kids. Mm -hmm. And then we ask guests, what is a favorite memory or story from growing up that shaped you into who you are? And I want to hear that from you. Mm. You know what I think we need to do? Tell me. I think you should tell a story that shaped you related to your mom and a story related to your dad. So I want two stories, not just one. Okay. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind about my mom is funny because when we interviewed Catherine and JT not long ago, she brought this up because this is something Kathleen and I told her, and, and she's gone back to it so many times, which is so dear. But when I was little, I don't know that we can tell stories about our moms and not make us cry, but when I was little... I was an only child, you know, obviously we talk about that all the time until I was 16. And so my mom was my favorite playmate and we spent a lot of time playing Candyland in particular. That was my very favorite game. And I remember having a friend over and she and I sitting down on the floor to play Candyland and mom coming and sitting down and playing with us. And Afterwards, my friend looked at me and said, I can't believe your mom gets on the floor and plays games with you. My mom has never done that. And it was the first time it occurred to me. And, you know, even thinking about that story, which is so opposite of who I am and something I want to be like with my mom. Like, I don't ever remember my whole life my mom being in a hurry. Mm. I always remember her being very present with me. And it's so much of how my sister parents those boys. She has the same gift. I certainly do not, but I want to get on the floor as much as I possibly can with those boys, and I'm grateful for my mom for a million reasons, and that's one of them. You both have evidence, so much evidence of Mm -hmm. your mom's gifts in you. I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I love seeing it. Thank you. Okay, and my dad, who we've had on the podcast, both of our dads, my dad is, in my world, the original Bob Goff. Actually, his dad was Bob Goff, too, but... So with him, there's so many things I could say, like he taught me to jitterbug, you know, is how we know it, but they call it in Arkansas. Back then, they called it the Arkansas push, and we would do a lot of dancing in the den to Motown. But, you know, one of the things that I really am so grateful for, and I think about it every single summer at the lake, is I think probably, I bet I was 12 when my dad took me out in a flat bottom fishing boat with one of those, it's like a lawnmower engine that you have to I don't even know what it's called. Pull the thing out that makes it start. You know, like yes. I'm trying to show you. <laughs> so he taught me to drive a boat with one of those little flat bottom fishing boats when I was 12. And I think I got to drive that till I was 14 when he took me down to, I don't know where I went in Little Rock and got my boating license, I think at 14. And I got to start driving the ski boat. And there's something about doing that that was a little bit out of the box. Not everybody I knew could drive a boat. And at 14 to drive anything feels very empowering. And I really believe that gave me some confidence in a season where we don't normally have a lot at 12 and 14 and that carried over. And so 
I love that my dad, and I think that's a gift dads have that mm. you all can teach kids, but I think girls in particular, to do things that really do remind them of the confidence that they can have, remind them that they're competent, remind them that they're capable, all of those things. And I think my dad sure did that with me, mm. driving that little flat bottom boat. Well, and I think too, he could have never known the work you would do in this world mm-hmm. and that through Hope Town, our summer retreat program, you would drive thousands of kids in a boat where all these rich, meaningful conversations would happen on the water. And so I think about all the ways that that interaction turned into a mm-hmm. gift mm-hmm. in terms of who you are. I love that you told that. Sissy. We often see struggles with kids in our offices that have a lot to do with their nutrition. We sure do, because brain and physical development is connected to what we put in our bodies. Yes, it is. But it can be so hard to get kids to eat good foods. That's why we love Hia Kids Vitamins. They were formulated with the help of nutritional experts and include a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and 15 essential vitamins and minerals. Parents love Haya because the vitamins help them get the best nutrition into their kids' growing bodies. Not to mention, Haya vitamins are fun. With your first order, Haya sends you a customizable jar and stickers. You know that's Henry's favorite part of his Haya vitamins. What a great way to get kids excited about taking their vitamins. We've got a special deal from Haya just for our listeners. Receive 50% off your first order. Just go to HiaHealth.com slash RBG. This deal is not available on their regular website. Visit H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash RBG and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, I want to hear about your mom and dad, who I think... I mean, I miss your mom so much. I miss <laughs> Me her too. smile. I miss her kindness. Me and your too. dad is one of my favorite humans. Mm. I mean, yeah. Speaking of seeing somebody's parents in them, you are so much of who both of them are. That's kind of you to say. If I were to think about a story that shaped me with my mom, I would say first that I think my mom was one of the most grateful people that mm. I knew and at her visitation and service. I can't tell you how many people said to me, I still have notes your mom wrote to me. And Mm. my mom had beautiful handwriting. So she she just would write these beautiful thank you notes to people that were so thoughtful and heartfelt. And I still treasure that I have some things that Mm. she wrote to me at this point. And my mom was of the belief, which I absolutely subscribe to this, that gratitude is a practice. Like Mm. it's not an instinct, it's a practice. Mm. And that... We can build that practice the more we do it. And I can remember being in middle school and high school. And when I was in youth group at our church, the way it worked is that a parent would prepare the meal on Sunday nights for everybody and they would rotate. So all year long, different parents cook for a lot of people. Wow. Like it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. And in that self-absorbed season of my life, I would come home sometimes and my mom, because she knew how much work it was, would say, did you thank Miss Simmons for the meal tonight? And, you know, sometimes I would have, sometimes I would not. And mm. I would sometimes, <laughs> I somehow didn't learn. I should have just maybe lied and gone forward. But I would say, <laughs> I think I did. And she would say, you think you did or you did? 
And I would say, I think I did. I don't know. Well, let's pick up the phone and call her right now so we can make sure that you did. I can't tell you how many phone calls I made to adult women who prepared meals at youth group (laughs) (laughs) my church. And I love that it was that important to my mom. Like she, and she would say, she worked so hard. You know how hard it is to cook a meal for three dozen teenagers. And Mm. so, yeah, it's important we remember to thank her. And I wrote more thank you notes by hand from the time before I could even write. Like Mm. I would draw pictures for people and my mom would send them for thank yous for gifts I'd been given. So I'm grateful that was a practice that was a non-negotiable all Mm. through my growing up. Mm. And if I were thinking about a story that shaped me with my dad, I was an undergrad in my third year college, and I'd been dating a girl for two years, and we broke up. It was a really serious relationship, and somebody I thought I might be with long-term, and I just was really sad Mm. and kind of tanked a semester, like Mm. just was not doing well academically, and I came home for Christmas break, and I think probably just was sad most of the break, and then made this announcement at the end that I had decided that I was not going to go back to college. Really? I don't know this, David. Yeah, that I was going to take a semester off. Wow. And so I had this long conversation with my parents and made this big declaration like, I'm just so sad. I'm going to stay home. No plan of what I was going to (laughs) do. Such a picture of a boy at that point in life. And my parents listened. I just remember a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy listened. And then I remember my dad looked at me lovingly and said, well, that's not going to happen, and you are going to go back to school, Mm. and we'd be glad to help you find a counselor, and of course you're sad, and you'll need to meet with your advisor and figure out what you need to make up at this point, but you're not going to stay home. Mm. And I remember (laughs) being so mad at the time and so grateful now, and Mm. that you know he knew had I stayed home, that would have been the worst decision I could have made. And that it wasn't like, you're going back. That's the end of discussion. But it was like, we'll help you find the support you need. And of course, you're sad, but you're not going to stay home. Mm -hmm. And I think it shaped me in so many ways. I think to be able to know I can do really hard things in this world. And I can be in heavy seasons and keep moving forward. We're living one right this minute. And so I think that experience helped me navigate Mm -hmm. the very week we just lived at this point. You know, And so... I am grateful for that. Mm. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That is wild that that would be preparing you. And as much as we talk about delighting in kids, I really can't imagine two parents that would have done a better job delighting Mm. in their two children than your mom and dad. Mm. And that that's so much of who you are. I feel like I learned from you in that all the time. Well, thank you for that. For the two of them. Me too. Sissy, is Lucy still loving her Sunday's food? She sure is. Actually, I didn't know it was possible, but since starting Sundays for Dogs, Lucy's been acting more and more like a princess. (laughs) (laughs) Princess Lucy. That's because Sundays is so healthy with 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Not to mention how easy it is to store and serve, which you know I love. Zero prep, zero mess, zero stress, which makes life easier for those of us who aren't royalty. Owen sure doesn't act like royalty when he eats his Sunday food. He chows down. 
I guess Sundays is perfect for dogs of every social class. We worked out a special deal so all dogs can enjoy Sundays. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash RBG or use code RBG at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash RBG. Give your pup the royal treatment with Sunday's dog food. Can I ask you another question? I would love it. I love the question we've been asking folks along the way about arming themselves with truth and one truth that has helped them worry less or become more emotionally strong. What would you say that might be for you? When you first talked me into speaking, I did not want to do it. You were already speaking on boys before the books. And you were like, sissy, people keep asking about girls. People keep asking about girls. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. For a long time, it seems like. Let's just say it's one of the best decisions of my career right there. One of <laughs> no. the best things I've done in this world. People no. listening are grateful. It's pushing you. No, but I was so terrified. I'll never forget in third grade, the first time I spoke in public, my face turned so red that I finished. And my third grade teacher, Ms. Bennett, said, I think you have a fever, sissy. And she sent me to the nurse, and I did. And they sent me home. (laughs) I worked myself into a fever. I was so nervous. And that carried on for a long time. And so when I first started speaking, because you made me, I remember being at Belle Johnson's house and doing my first Raising Girls class, and I was such a wreck. And I needed some verse that would help me when I felt nervous. And it is a verse that I've gone back to this week. It's Romans 15. And it says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waited right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled is the way scripture puts it. Even if it was written in Scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. God wants the combination, I love this, of His steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in Scripture to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever He will do next. May our dependably steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in you so that you get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us all. And that steady, Mm. constant calling and warm personal counsel, I used to say it to myself over and over and over before I would go speak. And just in the wake of these past couple weeks, it has just come back to my mind so often. And so it helps me worry less because I think it reminds me it's not about me. Yes. Yes. What about you? You know, I'm going to have to go back to the same one that I talked about in our Hope episode because it's just what I've gone back to over and over and over and to everything you said a few minutes ago. We just have been sitting in some of the saddest stories we've ever heard. And when those stories and all of the things that we're experiencing in our own grief in this event and the people that we love that died in that tragedy— You know, I just think I have had to anchor myself back to truth and hope over and over and over. And so I can't even count the times that I've read my favorite translation of Scripture, the Jesus Storybook Bible, Mm. by our dear friend Sally Lloyd-Jones. And I have reread this over and over to myself. I'm going to read it one more time because I don't think we can hear it too much. Please. 
you know, where is the sun? Where is the moon? They aren't needed anymore. God is all the light people need. No more darkness, no more night. And the king says, look, God and his children are together again. No more running away or hiding. No more crying or being lonely or afraid. No more being sick or dying. Mm. Because all those things are gone. Yes, they're gone forever. Everything sad has come untrue. And see, I have wiped away every tear from every eye. And then a deep, beautiful voice that sounded like thunder in the sky says, Look, I am making everything new. Mm. That is from Revelations from the Jesus Storybook Bible. And I, like I said, I don't even know how many times I've read that to myself Mm. this week. I read that out loud as we talk about our parents. I read that at my mom's funeral. And I I just have needed that truth again and again in the midst of my worry and to feel emotionally strong this week. Great reminder. David, I've been loving reading the Explorer Bible for kids with Henry. The older he gets, the more fun it is to read the Bible together. Oh, I bet it is. What's his favorite part of the Explorer Bible? He loves how colorful it is, the fun facts, the timelines, and the photos, all the things that make the Bible kid-friendly. The Explorer Bible for Kids is such a great tool for developing a lifelong love of Bible reading. It's so readable, even for kids as young as Henry, and I love knowing I'm connecting with him through God's Word. And that's a special time you guys can continue for years to come because the Explorer Bible for Kids is perfect for kids to age 12. Use code RBGCSB at checkout at lifeway.com for 40% off regular price CSB Bibles. That's code RBGCSB. Okay, can I ask another question? Yes, Just you reflecting can. back. Yes. I want to know something that someone, a guest on the podcast, something someone said that you are carrying with you. Mm. There are so many things. That's hard. But. It is. And 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 so many rich conversations that we've had, it just feels almost impossible to pick one. Um, but, you know, if I think back to some of my favorite conversations in this space, I loved our conversation with our friends, Drew and Ellie Holcomb. Mm. And I loved how hard we laughed when Drew told the story about the saltine cracker and his dad. And if you haven't heard <laughs> that episode, I'm not going to give anything else away. Just go mm. listen. But I loved when Ellie talked about, you know, parenting is my favorite thing and the hardest thing that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I think back on that and think sometimes our favorite things are the hardest things. And yeah. that has certainly been true in my journey. And I love what I hope was some freedom she offered to a lot of parents listening mm-hmm. that it can be both of those things. And yes. I believe it will all on the way. What about you? Well, we, as we talked about, recorded an episode with Shay and Hannah Mooney yesterday, who were just delightful. And her words came back to me last night because after a long, wearying day here of carrying a lot of sadness, as we have said a million times, I got to go spend time with my two favorite fellas, Henry and Witt. And one of our dear friends and coworkers gave me a box of Lucky Charms this week, which was awesome. And so, of course, I wanted to take the Lucky Charms over. And I think within five seconds, there were 500 Lucky Charms <laughs> on the counter, on the floor. Wit had them stuck to every part of his body. There were three stuck to his cheek, the marshmallow <laughs> ones. When I gave him a bath later, they were in his hair. I mean, they were just Lucky Charms were everywhere. 
And Hannah talked about the mess. And she talked about how, I'm trying to think of the exact way she said it, the mess. There was something they said that was hilarious. Not the mess doesn't matter. That was the point. But I don't know. They had some great way they said it. And I kept thinking about that because right after the Lucky Charm episode, Henry went over and he wanted to watch a little show and said, Diddy, will you come watch with me? And I thought, I could hang here with the Lucky Charms for a good 20 minutes, and it would do my heart good to clean up the Lucky Charms. But no, I'm going to go sit with Henry. And that was what I needed was to sit with Henry. Yes, you did. And put my arm around him and watch some, I don't even know what the show is about, some kooky. But it's just so grateful to, to be reminded of that truth that obviously is an Enneagram one I can struggle with. But it's so good to remember with littles and just in my own life. Sissy, did I see a little toy veterinarian kit in your office? Yes. Henry left it here when he was visiting the other day. It's from our latest KiwiCo box. I bet he loved putting that together and using it on Lucy. (laughs) He sure did. He is loving our Kiwi Crate projects. And I love them, too, because they foster critical thinking, problem-solving skills, confidence, and creativity. I wish we'd had KiwiCo when my kids were younger. My kids would have loved getting a super cool subscription box in the mail just for them. KiwiCo has developmentally appropriate projects for every child and interest level from newborns to teens. Each crate comes with multiple projects that will keep them busy for hours and off their screens. Simply select a crate or take their quiz to find the perfect match, pick a delivery plan, and watch your kids' excitement when they get their crates in the mail. Redefine play with KiwiCo. Right now, get 50% off your first month. Crates start at just $14 per month, plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com, promo code RBG. 50% off your first month, plus free shipping at KiwiCo.com, promo code RBG, KiwiCo.com, promo code RBG. Okay, I'm so excited to get to ask you this question because you ask everyone we talk to, these days, are you leaning more towards queso or guac, number one? And number two, what's your favorite taco right now? You know, I've loved how many guests have reminded us, you just don't need to choose. Yeah. You can have both. Yes. What did Shay call it? Guac. (laughs) (laughs) I support that. Me too. I support that. So I'm going to go with that answer. And then I'm going to say the brisket taco Mm. at Lady Bird with some scrambled eggs. So I turned the lunch taco into a breakfast taco by adding some scrambled eggs. Makes me so happy, like Mm. few things do. Yeah. What about you? Well, I'm with you. I like the combo, and Superica has the best queso compuesto where it's all put together. I love that. And I am really enjoying Poncho and Lefties these days in Nashville. And they have a fried chicken taco that he talked about yesterday that he doesn't like the new recipe, but I like it fine. I think it's really good. It's fried chicken, jalapeno peppers, I think. It's so good. So I haven't had it, and I want to go right this minute. I know, me too. It's so good. And next, I think we need to maybe talk about two different things we have going on. What? Well, why don't you tell them about what's coming this summer? We could not be more excited about a 
brand new series we're launching this summer. It's still a part of this season. We're just tacking it on because we we're so excited are, about it's it. It's like the best ending. Oh. oh. Just you wait. I can't even say who's coming because it just makes you me want to lose my mind. No, let's say what it is, and then let, that'll be a teaser. Come back and listen for all these great people. But, you know, we're Music City here in Nashville. Yes, Every summer, there are all these amazing concerts that happen here that is just one of the most fun things going on in Nashville. And we were like, we need to launch a Music City series. So yes. we are doing that. We are doing it. We are fortunate enough to be connected to some of the most brilliant, talented, enjoyable folks in the music industry that we have invited to come on and talk about their journey of parenting. And oh my goodness, folks are going to lose their minds. Ugh, there are so many amazing folks. We couldn't fit them all in. No. So we've already got our plan for the next season. So some of you, we're coming after you next year. So hang on. But this season is going to be amazing. It's amazing. Ugh, I cannot wait. What's the other surprise? The other surprise, I'm hoping we can announce this at this point, that come August, our hope is that we are coming to a city near you. I was just thinking when we were talking about queso and guac, because you are going to get to share with us if you are team queso or team guac. Here at the end of August, we're coming to a city near you with something really fun and special. And I don't know that we need to say more than that yet. No. An announcement Just to leave come. it there. Get ready for August. We hope we get to meet you in person. Yes, we do. Thanks for spending time with us and joining us. Listen to us in the hookup line or wherever you are. Do they call it hookup in other parts of the country? <laughs> I just said that. People probably think that sounded Drop really weird. Drop off pickup line, man. Drop off pickup carpool. In Nashville, they call it hookup, which is really weird when you're from Arkansas. But there you go. So, so grateful for you guys. Thanks for letting us be a part of the life of your family. We're so honored. We are so honored. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to click the follow button in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. To learn more about our parenting resources or to see if we're coming to a city near you, visit our website at raisingboysandgirls.com. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.